0: Well, it's Senior Adult Sunday, and uh, oh, incidentally, I've seen some of you have already picked up your church directories. We made them big enough so you cannot hide them inside your Bible. So uh, pick those up on the way out and sign a card so, so John can keep track of who, whoever uh, got a directory, and we know like you didn't get a stack of them and are selling them on eBay or anything like that. We'll have a signing party later. You know, stay as sweet as you are and you'll go far in life or whatever. But uh, we'll hand out those direct, just pick up a directory, sign a card. We'll do that at the end of the service. Senior Adult Sunday. you know, I was was scratching my head this week. What command of Jesus is appropriate for Senior Adult Sunday? And I looked through all the commands. There's about 50. And uh, I came up with this one. Matthew 6, 19 through 24. The sermon is entitled, Treasures in Heaven. And we're going to read the passage. Matthew 6, 19 through 24. Let me just ask you a question. Answer this for me. The older I become, the more I think about blank. This is like Family Feud, isn't it? The older I become, the more I think about a legacy, death, retirement, Heaven. Pardon? Number one answer was heaven in, in my office this week. Treasures in heaven is the sermon that I want to bring today because I, I'm growing older. I know I don't look it, but I'm getting older, and the, and the older I become, if you look at my pictorial directory and you'll notice how much older I've become. Um, the older I become, the more I think about heaven because it's out there. It's gonna be here before you know it. I mean, Jesus might even come before we conclude this service today. Matthew six nineteen through 24. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be despised, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mammon. He doesn't say it's hard to serve. God and mammon, what does he say? You can't. You just can't do it. So you got to choose whom you will serve. Which one of the two? God or mammon? Let's, let's pray. <clears throat> Father, as we come, Senior Adult Sunday, and I guess the older we become, the more we think about heaven, we, the more we think about making preparation for eternity. And we really ought to start doing that from the very beginning. And so help us today to focus on what lies ahead and not be taken off guard or unprepared, but be ready for eternity when it comes our way. Whether Jesus comes today or whether we die and go to him, help us be ready. In his name we pray. Amen. So, if we want to think about heaven... And I've heard folks say, the purpose of life, what are we here for? It is to prepare for eternity. How's the best way to prepare for heaven? How do we prepare for eternity? Jesus says here, you prepare for eternity by sending your treasures on ahead. You don't lay up for yourselves treasures here on earth because they will decay, they will rot, they will become to nothing. But you send them on to heaven. And when you do that, That's being a wise investment. And let me just add right here at the beginning that Jesus, when he gives us a command, it's not because he's being mean. It's not because, you know, he needs the money. Of course not. Jesus loves us and he is giving us wisdom here. And he's telling us it's a smart thing to do. It's a wise, I'm telling you this like a father would tell a son whom he loves, do this because it's in your best interest to do it this way. So that's why we heed these commands of Jesus. Not because he's just a mean, um, you know, God to worship. It's because he loves us and wants us to do this for our own good. And Jesus says, if you're faithful in little, you remember I'll, I'll give you much. I'll put you in charge of much. And Jesus knows there's no easy coexistence between God and money. They do coexist. Most of you came in this morning with your Bibles in one hand and some money in a pocket. So we've got got both. So how do money and God coexist? How do we work that out? It's difficult. Jesus knows that. As a matter of fact, somebody with more time than I counted the verses. There are 500 verses in the Bible on faith. 500 verses in the Bible on prayer. How many verses in the Bible do you think there are on money? 500 on faith? You can write this down. 500 on faith, 500 on prayer. How many on money? 3,000. A little little less. 500? No, more than 500. There's there's more than twice as many of those two combined. There's about 2,000 verses on money in the Bible. 500 on prayer, 500. Why did Jesus emphasize money? Because he knew what a stumbling block it would become. He knew how difficult it would be to be in a love relationship with God and be in a love relationship with money. You can't do both. And so we've got to, we got to know how to, how to deal with money, especially as we grow older and as we approach eternity in heaven. We need to be prepared. How are we prepared by sending our treasures on ahead? There are three paragraphs in these verses. It's about six verses or five verses. Three paragraphs, and each paragraph has a point. And I've got them here in your bulletin. And I might have stretched a little bit trying to get the alliteration of M's, but we've got to be right on the mind. We've got to be right on mentality. We've got to be right on the master. We need to be right on those three. The mind, which is where we put things, where we store things, where we keep things valuable. We've got to be right on mentality, which is our perspective. We've got to be right on the master. Which is it going to be? God or mammon. The first one is the mind. Verse 19 and 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume, thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And he repeats it. It's parallel where neither moth nor rust consumes where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where are you storing? Where are you keeping most of your valuable possessions. Is it on earth or is it in heaven? I mean, Jesus doesn't say don't store up. He just says, be careful where you store it up. Store up treasures in heaven. Then he gives us three very good reasons why we should do so. The first one is for safety reasons. Your treasure is not safe here on earth. Do you remember what the stock market can do? You know what rust can do. You know what moths can do. You know whatever you invest in, whatever you spend your money in, can can come to nothing in a hurry. So your treasure is just not safe on earth. Jesus has given us an argument here. The second reason is because the interest here on earth does not begin to compare the interest in heaven. What's a good interest rate here on earth? 5%? 6%? 0.25% 0.25% if you've got a CD, <laughs> uh, it's, it's bad. But, but Jesus says when you invest in heaven, it can return 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. And uh, 30-fold, I mean, that's like th- 30 times your investment, which is 3,000%. 60-fold would be 6,000%. 100-fold would be 10,000%, which is a pretty good rate of return. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, if, if you got that return here on earth, somebody would be in jail. So the interest in heaven is much higher than the interest here on earth. So it's just smart investing. The third reason is for your health. Jesus says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I had a funny guy in my last church named Harry. And he said, he was a wealthy man, but you'd never know it. He drove an old truck and he, he owned a scrapyard. He said, I make money on what other people throw away. And uh, he said, when, it's just his attitude. He said, you know, I'm glad I don't have much because I don't have to worry about losing it. The more you have, the more you worry about losing it. The Bible, um, where your treasure is, say you got your heart set on a new car and you get it. Then you got your heart set on a boat. And you get it. And then you got your heart set on a a vacation house or on a, you know, after a while, you get those things that your heart is set on and then your money begins to be set on those things too because your heart, first of all, your money follows your heart. Before you know it, your heart will stop following your money. The Bible does commend saving. It doesn't say squander all you have. It just wants you to save wisely. So let's say instead of building a bigger mine and hoarding more money here on earth, you invested in the kingdom. You invested in the gospel. And let's say a 15-year-old girl hears the gospel for the first time in a third world country because you gave to to missions. Or let's say you gave to the the, uh, Annie Armstrong Easter offering and a girl out in the Midwest somewhere has a home missionary who hears the gospel and she is saved. And she's going to, her, her eternal destination is changed. And, and when you get to heaven, you won't be there five minutes before you fall on your knees and raise your hands up and say, It was worth it. Whatever I gave to the home missions offering, whatever I gave to foreign missions, whatever I ties to the church, those investments are eternal and it's worth it. And I don't want us to get there and, and say, well, well, Brother Wayne never told me. You know, that, that not only did I need to be saved, but I needed to send my treasure on ahead so I could rejoice because when you get to heaven and look back, you'll be glad for everything. You'll be grateful for everything that you sent on ahead in preparation for eternity. You have to let Jesus speak to you about this because the world is telling you different. The world is telling you to, what is it? Get all you can, can all you get, and sit on your can. The world is telling you to hoard and sit on it. But Jesus is saying, it's not going to do any good here. Send it on to heaven. It's where your treasure will be. And Jesus isn't arguing for morality. He's not saying that it's evil to spend money. It's it's bad to spend. He's just saying it's not smart. It's unwise to do. He's arguing from wisdom, not morality. So send it on ahead because that's where your mind, your storehouse, needs to be. Secondly, you've got to have the right mentality. This is the second paragraph. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is sound, some translations say if your eye is evil, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. What's he talking about here? Well, the context is is money. It's your finances. So that's what he's talking about. And a sound eye or an evil, a sound eye is a generous eye. An evil eye is a stingy eye. So if your eye is generous, your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is evil, not sound, stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness because you'll be focused inwardly on yourself. You've got to have the right mentality with your money. And it begins with what you're looking toward. Because where you're looking, your body will follow. I know this from first, first first-hand experience because I've tried to run on a treadmill. And in the Family Life Center, the treadmill's face this way and the television's over here. And so when I I try to run on the treadmill, I follow my eyes to the television. I keep falling off. I don't know why they don't make five-feet-wide treadmills. I could probably run on one then because... I'm either looking one way or the other. I'm not looking straight ahead because where I'm looking, my body will soon follow. And if you have a good eye, that means singular, full of light, generous, focused on God. If you have an evil eye, it means greedy, dark, focused on possessions. Matthew Henry wrote a series of Bible commentaries in the, probably the 19th century, and he said, "It ought to be the business of every day to prepare for the last day." Did you hear me? It ought to be the business of every day to prepare for the last day. We're preparing for eternity, right here. That's why God's given us 80 years, and I think about this a lot. 80 years in comparison to eternity, guys, it's like a pinpoint right here where I'm standing, and eternity is is a line with an arrow on it that goes all the way to Key West, goes even further. So why do we spend so much time and energy focusing on this pinpoint, this little dot right here, when eternity is gonna go on to the South Pole? It's gonna go on forever and ever and ever. The life cycle of a dollar bill is about 18 months, I read somewhere, because it it changes hands so much, and, and every time it changes hands, I think it loses value because of inflation. And inflation makes our money become less and less valuable. So an investor will say, you need to invest long-term. And I would agree with him. But he's thinking 30 or 60 years. I'm thinking eternity. That's the kind of long-term I'm thinking about. Invest long-term. Because if you bank it here, it might last a lifetime. If you bank it in heaven, it, might, it will last forever. It will last forever. For eternity. And so Jesus, in his wisdom, is telling us what to do. And then he says, third and finally, we need the right master. You need the right mind, the place where you store your money. You need the right mentality, your attitude toward money, the right perspective. And also, you need the right master. Because who are you going to worship, God or mammon? And it's interesting in the Greek here, You cannot serve God and mammon at the end of verse 24. The word mammon actually is a capital letter in the Greek text. It's like it's a proper noun. It's like mammon is alive, and it has taken on a life of its own because that's what it does. You can't serve, you can't have two gods, is what Jesus is saying here. It's either going to be God or it's going to be a God called mammon with a capital you might have dual citizenship on earth and in heaven, but you'll never have dual lordship because only one can be your Lord. And money, as it grows, I think, it's, I think it takes on weight. I think, it, I think it, as it reaches a critical mass, it begins to exert a gravitational pull. And the more money you have, I see it happen all the time, the more you are drawn by gravity, toward it. So how do you keep from letting it pull you down? How do you keep from stumbling over it? Jesus says, have enough to live on, but don't pile it all up here on earth. Send it on to heaven because there's only one direction your heart can be pulled in at a time where your treasure is there will your heart be also. So which direction is your heart going to be pulled in? Here to earth or forward to heaven? Let me give you an example that came up this week. Have you ever traveled outside the United States? Traveled outside and converted money to a foreign exchange? Gone to a bank conversions? All right, Catherine, let me give you an example. She's in Cambodia right now. And the exchange in Cambodia is the real, R I E L. So I looked up the exchange rate this week, and one U.S. dollar can convert to 4,051 real. And so I told Catherine, I said, Catherine, $1, 250, no, 4,051 real. If you convert 250 U.S. dollars into real, you'll be a millionaire. (laughs) She'll have a million real, but she'll be a millionaire in Cambodia. But why didn't we do that? Because she's only going to be there a week. One more. She's been there two weeks, she's going to be there one more week. So why invest your treasures? Why invest a few dollars in souvenirs in a place that you're only going to be a short time? See what I'm saying? Why invest a few dollars in souvenirs that you're only going to be there? a short time. If you're 80 years here on earth and 80 gazillion years in heaven, friends, we're just tourists here. And, and whatever we buy are just silly souvenirs. And we need to be investing in eternity. It's not, whatever we spend here is not going to be any good when we get back home. We're tourists here. So we need to invest in eternity. I love the story, and I know I've used it before, about the man who was stingy and uh, converted all his wealth into gold bars. And he knew he was at the point of death, so he left instructions in his will that his gold bars should be put in a briefcase and buried in the casket with him. You know this story? Buried in the casket with him. So when he gets to heaven, he's at the pearly gates, and Peter's there, and he's got his briefcase of gold bars. And Peter says, what's in your briefcase? And he opens it up and shows him gold bars. And Peter asks him, why did you bring pavement? Treats of gold. The value, the things we place here on earth are like souvenirs because our home is in heaven. It's okay to save a little bit. But we're only here a short time. And senior adults, the older I become, I'm getting a little gray on the sides, you know. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about heaven. I always have, but even more so with each passing year. And so Jesus, in his wisdom, says don't store it up here on earth. It's just going to worry you to death. It's just going to cause conflict. And harm I've seen families torn apart when they come together and read a will and go to disperse inheritance. I don't want that. I want to invest in things that are eternal, and the only way to do that is by sending it on ahead. You've got to have the right mind, you've got to have the right mentality, you've got to have the right master. And when you do that, you'll be laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven and obeying a command of Jesus. You might not think this is serious right now, but the older you become, I hope you'll remember what I'm saying today. And we'll lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt and where thieves do not break in and steal. It's a good investment. And Jesus told us that because he loves you. Let's bow together. God, you have made us stewards over your possessions. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It all belongs to you. And you have set us up to manage things while you're away. And one day you're going to come back And ask for an accounting of what we did with what you entrusted. And we want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. We don't want to hear, why did you squander this here? Why did you need this? Why did you want this? We had our needs met a long time ago. We're spending money on wants now. And so help us want a treasure in heaven so that when we get there one day and look back, we can be there without regrets, but we can know that we have done our best for our master. Service, love, and giving. It all belongs to you. We can't serve both God and mammon. So help us serve the one that matters forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.